Have you ever thought that you're not living your best life and could be happier if you didn't have a condition like PCOS, colitis, migraines, anxiety, depression, hormonal issues, or skin issues? Have you ever been passed from specialist to specialist or you're waiting for an appointment about a physical or mental health condition and felt worried, frustrated, depressed? Or have you ever wondered how to go about being the fittest that you could ever be? Stay tuned. This podcast may change your life. Hello, everyone. And welcome to the Eat, Burn, Sleep podcast. I am your host, Yalda Alawi, nutritional therapist, inflammation pioneer, and the founder of the Eat, Burn, Sleep platform, an acclaimed gut health and anti-inflammation platform, which is helping thousands of people around the world reach optimal levels of physical and mental health, and guiding them on being the best versions of themselves and ultimately effortlessly. Throughout the series, I'm going to educate you about how all aspects of health are connected and give you some insight to the eat, burn, sleep technique that I have developed with aim to give you some tools to tune into your best version so that you are living your best life, your way, in your corner of the world, a lot stronger happier and a lot healthier without extreme measures. In each podcast, I have invited various individuals who each have their own fascinating stories to share and that will help further educate yourselves on nutrition and physical and mental health. I also invite specialists in their field, whether it is physical or mental health, to help you understand further the connection between gut health, chronic inflammation, mental health, immune system health, and physical health. I am so grateful that they are joining me. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Eat, Burn, Sleep podcast. In this episode, I have a wonderful guest, a very inspiring guest. In front of me here, I've got Karin Greenberg, who's a mother of two living in London, a beautiful woman I've met through social media who takes a very strong interest in fashion. But Karin, a couple of years ago, has been diagnosed with breast cancer. And I have watched her journey from afar, her will to recover, her strength and her positivity. So I thought that having her on the podcast today would be incredibly inspirational to all of you, whether you're going through a hard time or not. So Karin, thank you so much for being there here today with me. Thank you for having me. Happy How to are be you? here. I'm very well, yes, especially when the sun is shining outside. Yes, it's a beautiful day today in London. So, Karin, um, tell us a little bit about you. Where did you grow up? How did you come to London? What are the things that make you happy? Uh -huh. <laughs> How long do you have? <laughs> so, I was raised in, uh, brought up in uh, Israel, Tel Aviv. And I moved to London following my uh, love. And uh, I have two beautiful girls, Alex and Zoe, 11 and 13. 
And yes, I was living my life. I have always had a strong interest in fashion, beauty. I'm working in all this uh, industry. And uh, just one day, it took only one day uh, for my life to turn upside down. And in the end of June 2020, I think it was in the beginning of COVID, uh, I was diagnosed with a breast cancer, HER2 positive, which spread to my armpit. And in two weeks, I have started a very long journey uh, that I never imagined would be my story, but it is. Wow. And um, how, how did you feel when you were given the diagnosis? At first, I thought they were joking with me. I told them, you are mistaken. This is, it's not true. I think I was a bit in denial. And then I felt like uh, my world has collapsed, collapsed on me. Uh, I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, uh, my body was in so much rage. I didn't know where did it come from, why me, and how am I going to survive it? That is so interesting, because I went through very similar steps when I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is far less serious than what you got diagnosed with, of course. I, I had the first stage of denial mm -hmm. because what happens with diseases is no pe no two people have the exact same symptoms the way diseases are categorized is it's a cluster of symptoms and if you tick a few boxes they say to you this is what you have so i kept scrolling the internet and going well i don't fit the description i don't have ulcerative colitis so the first phase was denial and then as i got sicker Hmm. Um, so I went through something like, why me? Why are other people feeling so good and enjoying their children? And why am I, <laughs> I feeling know. so weak? Why exactly. can't I enjoy my life? I have everything, but actually I don't have my health, so I have nothing. nothing. Yeah. And then I went through anger against my body as well. It was a few years down the line. I remember one day going to Hammersmith Hospital to, for yet another check. And this is when I developed my second autoimmune disease. And I remember thinking, what is this? Coming to hospital all the time. Is this my new job? Oh, I know, I know exactly how you feel. It's like a roller coaster and you just want to stop it and get off and get back on track to your life that you remember how glamorous and beautiful it was until this thing came along and really changed it all. But you, in the end, you did uh, adopt a positive mindset. Well, the only thing that I could see in front of my eyes while going through it was my daughters. Yes. I think that kept me positive, that gave me strength, hope, and the, the thought of them growing up, possibly without a mother, I could not cope with that. So whenever I needed some hope, some strength, I just looked at them, I hugged them, and they hugged me back. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. <laughs> that's so beautiful. Um, I have to say that um, it was, uh, I felt exactly like you, <laughs> like you did. But I'm, I'm sure um, people who are not parents, they'll find other things, you know, their friends or things they love or, 
or you know, um, if you have an interest in art or you love the sunshine every absolutely. morning, absolutely, you, you hang you, on, you yeah. hang on to things you love of, or absolutely. people you love. Absolutely. So, is this what prompted you to adopt a positive mindset? Of course, the children. And yeah. how did you implement that? Well, I start searching because when it happened. For me, I did not go to Google at all. That was my number one rule, actually. I am not going to Google my symptoms. I am not going to look at others, uh, how they dealt with it. It was important for me to have my journey, my way. And Google is not the answer because, you know, yeah. it's not. I know uh, they give you a bucket of symptoms, you know, that you might have. And they give you also a bag of medicine in case you have this, that, that, you know, uh, kind of the symptoms. And you don't know really what you're going to get. And mm -hmm. um, so I started searching inside of me what makes me happy. How am I going to get through it? Uh, and I tried everything. I tried meditation, podcast. I've tried... Uh, walks at the park, things kind of to get me through it. Um, I even tried to go uh, to a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would say you have to try lots of things until you find your way to get through it. Yeah. So you have to dare and try. Maybe it will work, maybe it won't, but you need to try it all. And what helped you? Um... It helped me to have a psychologist mm -hmm. that I found through organization Chai. Yeah, which so, means life in Hebrew. Yes, exactly. Um, they support all kinds of cancers. And a friend introduced me to them. And as I was willing to try anything to help me, I try them. And I've also tried different uh, psychologists, but I happen to love their one, which I have until today. Amazing. Yes, So that helped me. Lots of conversation uh, with my family. Uh, at that time, you know, they're living in uh, Israel and I live over here. Uh, but we kept on daily uh, conversation. So that helped me a lot. Uh, for me, sharing was releasing. I also shared my journey over social media because I strongly believe if I'm going through it, There must be more who are, mm -hmm. and they're just not sharing. Mm -hmm. And it's not all pink and glamorous. Mm -hmm. Things like that can happen, and it's okay. Yeah, it's life. It's life, exactly. And uh, we need to find a way to support each other and to get over it and go back to life. Amazing. Well done, you. Um, it has been proven that if you have a positive mindset, if you visualize your remission, hmm. you tap into neuroplasticity. Every night I visualize. A remission. Every night. Every night I have visualized what, will, what I want to see after. Every night I've uh, visualized me in the beach with my parents And I visualize the sea, the beach waves, and how I feel, and the, the, the water, the warm water. And I was looking back, and I've seen my daughters, and I've looked in, and I've seen my husband, and I visualize how I'm going to be after. Oh my God, you're giving me goosebumps. 
And actually, when I finished it, the first thing I've done was take a plane. And go to the beach. Go to see my parents at the beach. <laughs> That's so wonderful. I did, you know, it's incredible because you talk to all these people who, who have remissions and it's invariably the same story, just with little, you know, personal variations, but the big lines are the same. I started doing visualizations by so I would I started becoming very um, spiritual during that time. I come my parents are complete atheists. Mm -hmm. I grew up without a religion and they always believed there was nothing, but I always I have always been someone who sensed things that were about Intuition. to happen. I always had huge images in my head And I think I was doing visualization in my life. So I would see mm. something, then it would happen. I felt like I was predicting. I think I was manifesting rather than yes. predicting. Um, but when I got sick, I started praying for all the nurses supporting me every night, uh, praying for the nannies who were Alma and Nani. Who gratitude. After, yes. After our children, I had so much gratitude that, you know, I was not going to die right now That because some people were just on, you know, death's door. And then I started praying for myself, which was visualizing a remission. Mm -hmm. And with my condition, colitis, you can see symptoms right away. And every night when I did that, the next day I had less symptoms. Oh, really? Okay. And I was thinking, well, I'm going to carry on. I don't know what this is. It might be God. It might be the universe. What I didn't know, it was neuroplasticity. So the brain literally produces healing. Okay. So people who, that's why I think it's so dangerous when a doctor gives some, says to someone, you know, you have three months to live. Because yes. I believe your body will say, okay, I've got three months to live. And after three months, it'll be done. I completely agree with you. Yeah. That's why I did not even want to know what stage I am all through. I avoided everything. Well done. Yes. So clever. Yes. They will not define me. That is so clever. Yes. How I, did you come up with so much wisdom? How did you feel that you should not know? Because it scared me. And I believe that the brain does control, without trying everything, control our mindset And when you've been told you are not able to do it or you can't, I think something is set up in our head yeah. to actually believe it and go through like that. So for me, I did not want to know. Don't tell me what stage I am. Don't tell me anything. Tell me that I can cure it. That's what I need to hear. And all the rest I'll do. You're so right. So my neighbor suffered <laughs> from cancer. And um, it's a long story, but basically my, my children made friends with her. And she's the loveliest lady. One day, um, I invited her over for Christmas. We did Christmas before Christmas because my children were going to their dad's for Christmas that year. And she couldn't make it, but she sent us cards and she left some money for the boys and she sent us cakes. <laughs> Very sweet. I then bump into her. And I said to her, thank you so much. You were so generous. It's a shame you couldn't join us. She opens up about the fact that she couldn't come because she had been diagnosed with cancer yeah. and uh, that she was in treatment. So I started coaching her. She didn't know what I was doing. 
she's someone who prays a lot. She goes to church every okay. day. She said to me, God has sent you. You're putting me on a positive <laughs> path. And every day I was saying to her, you're looking amazing. Short hair suits you. Ah, you're glowing. I know what you're doing, yes. I said, you're going to... I said, this is, I said, this is my thing, darling. I, I said to her, I said, this is just a little setback. You're going back to, you're, it's a little setback to go stronger. You're going to be stronger after this. They're just removing all the cells they need to remove. They're doing their job. This that's what I told my kids as well. Yes. It will look like it's getting worse, but it's actually healing me. Mm -hmm. So it's the way you present it. And she said to me exactly what you said. Oh, the nurses, they're telling me um, this is going to be the side effect of the chemotherapy. This one, this. I said to her... No. I never read it. Yeah, I said to her, do not look at it. Nothing never. will happen. Never. Nothing will happen. But the way she was diagnosed was quite extraordinary. She went for a scan about something else. And they were mm. sc scanning her tummy. And she asked them, she said, can you check my left ovary? And you know, ovarian cancer is a is a silent killer because because it is not a hollow organ. You don't feel it, yeah. And you only feel it when the tumor is so big that it's pushing the extremities, and then you when feel it's too late. It's too late, yeah. So she went for something completely different with her bladder. Mm -hmm. Had a funny feeling. Asked the sonographer to scan her left ovary, Crazy. and they found a tumor. And I said to her, I said. If, if this is not a sign that God, the universe, nature wants you to live, I don't know what is. You know, so you're saying that and I'll tell you something even more crazy. <laughs> <laughs> On my right breast, I felt like I had a lump for like a few years earlier. And I went to check it. They told me you have a dense breast. I said, okay, if they tell me, they tell me. But I continue had that feeling that I have a lump. It's something that doesn't feel right. It mm -hmm. comes and goes. It gets bigger, smaller. And I couldn't rest it to, at peace, you know. So I went again uh, to a specialist. And, she, and I told her, listen, I know that I'm young and I don't have this in my history, but I feel a lump here. And she and she and I told her, would you, you know, check it, ultrasound, mammograph, whatever I need. And she was like, uh, you know, checking it with her hand. And it's like, okay, I'll do an ultrasound. It looks like a dense breast. There's no need to do mammogram on you because you're too young. No history, no need. And then I'm going, you know, and I'm. It's driving me crazy because I feel I have something there. But you know, if one doctor, two doctors says that I don't have it. What am I, you know, mm -hmm. who am I to say that I do have? Mm -hmm. And then uh, I think uh, after a year or two, uh, my right breast, after um, having my period, got enlarged. Mm -hmm. And I knew it's well, not right because, you know, I know mm -hmm. that before it can happen, but not after and only one side. So I called the GP and she's like straight away, okay, go and do ultrasound, mammogram, and uh, we'll take it from there. And then I went and straight away, when they've done the ultrasound and mammogram, um, they said, okay, we need to take a biopsy. And then, yeah, we know the rest of it. Wow. But so, it was something that... So you I, could feel it. 
yes. before. I think we have an ability. Of course, we don't always feel what we have, yeah. but we do have. Humans are, you know, very clever like this. It's like a mother with her child. Yes. If a mother thinks something's wrong, and the doctors know that, they listen to the mom. Mm -hmm. They know if the mother says, I think my baby is fine, generally it's okay. But if the mother is very yeah. anxious, there is generally um, something up. It's, it's so interesting, the, the instincts we have. And it's very important to tap into our body, not be hypochondriac, but at the same time, be really self-aware mm -hmm. and follow through when we have a gut feeling. Uh, but I just want to reassure all the listeners, my lovely neighbor was given the all clear <laughs> and got me a bottle of crystal champagne to say thank you. <laughs> it helped. The positive thinking. That's what she says. She always says, oh, you're my savior. I said to her, no, you did it. But I, and afterwards I explained to her neuroplasticity yes. and everything. But when she was going through it, it was just pumping her with positive messages. It is key. So for any of you listening right now, Whatever you're going through, whether it's something difficult with work or relationships or anything in your life, minor or major, if you keep just going in your head, it's going to be fine. We're going to work it out. Sometimes even things you want, you don't get what you want, but the outcome is probably what was meant for you. Yes. And that's how I see it. In fact, today I had some news about something that I really wanted a year ago that didn't happen. And today I thought, and when I got the news, I thought, wow. How did that happen? Yeah, The universe you know. knew better. Thank God I was not associated with, you know, something that I really wanted. So I think it's very, just in general in life, whether we go through a disease or not, it's keeping that positive mindset and trust also. Yes, trust the universe. Trust. And I would say plan your recovery and um, and plan your future. So straight away, my husband, he got me a big uh, uh, board. Oh, my God, amazing. Yeah, I think that's one of the ideas. Uh, uh, so I can stick all my wishes. And he said, you know, it's as big as I want, would like you to have your wishes and goals and dreams on it. And it kept me busy also. <laughs> I had a lot of free time. So I just kept on sticking places I want to be, how I see, what I would like to do. I just kept on sticking. So without knowing, it was there all the time in the kitchen. So every day, a poem that makes me stronger, you know, uh, something that I always pass by and I look at it. And without knowing, it sinks in. Oh my God, this is like your strength board. Yes. I was going to ask you actually for three pieces of advice for anyone going through a health issue. So your strength board is a brilliant one. The planning, the planning, planning your future. So no matter what you plan, you dream, you visualize your after, yeah. your healing, your, your, the party you're going to throw afterwards, uh, the holiday you've always wanted, uh, plan I would say and then I will also say um, choose a supportive environment there's no time for toxic people in these situations mm -hmm. anyone who can put you down you know eliminate you only need positive people around you yeah yeah um, you know how people, did you do that so People that could give me something at the time, could listen to me, can support me, can cheer me up. 
uh, it's but and then it's you no. Know, I called a friend and I felt like she's draining me a bit, and she is. I can feel her fear in her so voice. You, yes. So I told her, I am so sorry, but I can't do deal with you at the moment. Mm-hmm. Obviously, now we are friends and everything, but at the time, she made me scared. Yeah. Her reaction, oh no, things like that, made me terrified. Mm-hmm. So I just told her, I'm sorry at the moment, I cannot do that with you. We cannot, you know, let's... I pushed away people that were less uh, positive. Um, and also people that can drain my energy because at that time you prioritize things, you prioritize what you want to do because you don't have uh, the strength, uh, you know, to do uh, the energy. So if it's to do the dishes or to sit with my daughters uh, for lunch, it would be obviously to sit with them for lunch and not do the dishes and, you know, yes. let somebody else do it. Yes. So if you prioritize, you know, your energy, where you want it to go. Mm-hmm. And I think the last thing I would say is to get support. I don't yeah. know, there's loads of organizations for a lot of the problems, a lot of health problems. So, uh, you know, and there's lots of new treatments all the time. And I don't know if people, how they feel of getting support, but I know a lot are still kind of, no, I don't need a therapist or I don't need to go to groups. You know, for each one, it's whatever helps her. Uh, but get support. Don't try to do it on your own. Yeah. Yeah. That's such good advice. Um, I will be adding that, actually, because I'm working on a cancer recovery section for the website. So I'm going to be... <laughs> I'm going to be adding that, adding good. organization support. That's good. such a good point. And about the positive people, I totally agree. Yes. I had to do that as well. I had to move away from people who had similar condition to mine, mm-hmm. but who were happy to just do the medication and didn't want to do a change in lifestyle. Yes. Which I knew for me didn't work. I knew I had to develop this anti-inflammatory lifestyle. It was my my thing. So it was very hard giving up on foods I loved because when I was very sick, I couldn't do the 80-20 like I'm doing now. It was 100%. But that's okay. You listen to your body. Yeah, I did because I had no choice. But when I would get, you know, see a friend of mine, and I remember she used to have pain chocolat or donuts for breakfast <laughs> when she's suffering from Crohn's disease. I was thinking, I can't be around her. It's, it's, it's setting me back. I need yes. to stay in my zone of exactly. recovery. Absolutely agree with you. Yeah. And um, if there was one thing that your struggle has taught you, what, what would you say? What is it? I don't know if I can put it all into one thing, but I think it would be um, being flexible in mind. You know, life throws at you lots of things, and it taught me how to be flexible So it doesn't go your way. So it doesn't go as you plan. You know, things change. You know, you need to change with it. You need to be flexible to, to get all those changes. Um, and also to be kind to yourself. Hug yourself. You know, there's a lot of time that I was feeling guilty for not being the perfect mom, not being the perfect wife. And actually, I just needed a bit more to be kind to myself, to hug myself. And to say, it's okay, it's okay not to be okay. It's yeah. absolutely okay. Go through it, feel it, and come out stronger. Well done. So yeah. basically, it's taught you to let go. 
Yes. And embrace. And let go of control. Let go of control and be grateful and embrace life. That's so amazing. Maybe you were meant to learn this. Did you think about that? <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to think that that's my uh, purpose. Um, I don't, you know, agree with people that it's like the best thing that happened to him being sick, ill. Yeah. But I definitely take it on board and know that that's my also in my path. And I'm combining it all to do, you know, to be who I am today. You've definitely turned the negative into a positive. Yes. You have done that. You've set example for your daughters. You've shown your husband incredible strength. You've seen his support. It's been a huge positive. Yes. A hard one, but if you look at it, an incredible positive and being able to let go, people work on it their entire life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a quick uh, course. <laughs> yeah, you got a crash course on letting go. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's Very quickly, you see how your body is amazing, how it adjusts to new things. Like what? All the situation, you know, how it kind of falls and get up, falls and get up, you know. It is so true. Uh, how much you can tolerate. Yes. Our bodies are incredibly resilient. Oh, yeah. They are wired to heal. We are wired to heal because we are wired to survive. Unbelievable, yeah. And we come back from desperate situations. The, the, the ability for the body to come back and to renew is quite incredible. It's very fascinating, yeah. yeah. I think the uncertainty, you know, that you, it makes you move as well. So it makes you do much more that you would normally do. Give me an example of things you've done. For example, there you go. Here, what I'm doing now, it's something now on my social media. Uh, I've started, uh, I'm hosting a get-to-know, uh, um, you know, influencers on social media. And it was actually a dream of mine to be a host growing up which I never done, and I probably would never be too scared to do it, to try, to dare. And after it, it's like, of course I will try it. You know, I prefer to have failure in the drawer than to have, a, un, you know, the dreams not coming true, you know, not trying to achieve them. So it made me dare much more. And there you go. I'm doing now what I wanted to do. Amazing. Yeah. That's beautiful. And do you find that um, you have more gratitude for everything as well? Absolutely. Every morning when I wake up, there is a prayer you say in, uh, in Hebrew, modani, it's like I am thankful. Uh, it's very short, but I say it every morning. That's amazing. And that instantly improves your microbiome and, and neurotransmitters production. So... A gratitude prayer actually strengthens your immune system because the moment you, you pray, you, your cortisol levels go down. Okay. Your stress levels go down. Um, the gut bacteria is altered positively. You produce serotonin, GABA, um, dopamine, all these neurotransmitters in the gut 
and 70% of your immune system cells, mm-hmm. gut-associated lymphoid tissue, s- sit in the gut. Really? So be, having gratitude improves your immune system. So yeah, I've done that without knowing all the science behind it. Yeah, you were, it, what, what really amazes me about your story is how much wisdom is inbuilt in you. Because a lot of the things that I shared that I have learned, it was over a 10-year journey. A 10-year recovery journey, research journey. Yours was short and you became so wise so quickly. So I just want to say congratulations. You're really inspiring. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having join- me. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, to all our listeners, you can go and check out Karin Greenberg on Instagram. I will be linking her handle in the description box. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you want to learn about the lifestyle and how to adopt anti-inflammatory habits, go on eatburnsleep.com. Check out, we have more podcasts. Make sure to rate them, review them and share them with your friends. Thank you so much to all of you for listening. Thank you, Karin. Thank you, Yalda. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this uplifting recovery story. It is quite amazing how the power of the mind is so decisive when it comes to health. But the power of making the right choices is very important as well. So with that in mind, I've created a cancer recovery section, which is now part of the specialized advice section included in the premium membership of the Eat, Burn, Sleep platform. If you are a member, I advise you to go and have a read. It's very educative. It is important to understand how cancer works for prevention purposes. And if you are going yourself through cancer, I advise you as well to go and check it out. I give you nutrition advice, mental wellness advice, lifestyle advice, as well as supplements advice to support you best through this difficult time. Keep smiling, keep healthy, and thank you so much for listening.